following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Producers. I am the Wizard of Jaws, and I am joined in person, live in living color for the first time in a long time, with the quote king, Austin Kelm. What's up, big shooter? Dude, live and in living color in your living room. Uh, kitchen, but kitchen. sure. I mean, sure, but I can uh, see your living room. The, the, the recording area of my household, uh, the area that, you know, is lovingly just covered in microphones and cords and stuff that the kit the the kittens like to play with and my girlfriend loves to hate so uh what are we doing today bud dude you know what you shut your mouth when you're talking to me you shut your mouth when you're ta- you lock it up lock it up you lock, lock it up. Lock, you lock you it up you know what rule number 76 play like a champion it was my first asian okay we are doing <laughs> wedding crashers yes sir one of my uh, all-time favorites and just a phenomenal movie all around uh it doesn't matter when i have watched this movie it doesn't matter how long it's been i laugh my ass off at this movie every single time. I on. I love that this movie came out in 05 when we were seniors in high school. Probably has one of the most iconic opening scenes where like they talk about like crashing the weddings and the plans and stuff like that and then it's just a Rocky style montage of boobs. Yep. I, to the shout song, which yeah. if you're from Buffalo has like a little just a little anecdote in your heart just always all the time. Yeah. Which is awesome that it's the shout song for again the first like you said three or four minutes of the movie it's just the shout song and them drinking and partying and making up lies about playing for the Yankees or being in the French Foreign Legion and they lost a lot of good men at there I don't really want to talk about it and they like <laughs> fake tears right and nonsense it is all the best things but I mean it's, it's such a phenomenal movie yeah and like and you get to start seeing uh, Owen Wilson who was John Beckwith kind of saying like hey. Uh, you know, lost a lot of good men out there. Playing for the Yankees? Uh, yeah. To, to trades and unruly fans. Listen, I don't want to talk about it. Like, and he just, <laughs> fake tears. Right. So, you know, you, you kind of see him burning out on it. Vince Vaughn just plays the consummate professional wedding crasher. Always on his game. Always on point. And I think both of them. I really, that they're both professional wedding crashers. Oh, they are. There, but like you see, you start to see the burnout with uh, with Owen Wilson, For like sure. him crossing up his stories, and you know that's the whole like lock it up. No, you lock, lock it up. You lock it up. Um, just uh, great all around. Uh, and th- this movie, some of the all time all time everyday quotes. Oh, a hundred percent. Again, like you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. We got <laughs> we got we got a stage five clear. Stage five clear on all the time. I really so Eli Manning going nuts. On that Manning cast that they have yep. for for primetime football, <laughs> Ma, he, he goes. I just feel like Eli's in his mom's basement. And he goes, "Ma, the meatloaf!" And he just starts yelling. I'm like, "Yes, 
Which, if I'm being totally honest with you, as much as this is spontaneous inspiration, as soon as Eli said that, I go, dude, we have to do Wedding Crashers. Absolutely. Like that. Absolutely. That was an automatic right from the get-go. Oh, man. So, we... Uh, I love this movie. I absolutely adore this movie from start to finish. Um, from... The, like I said, the opening scene to of the shout song and the boob montage to the wedding where they meet the stage five clinger and then Owen Wilson's uh, love interest who is getting married to somebody else very, very soon, uh, who's kind of a douche canoe. Our, our first really meeting of, of Bradley Cooper. I, I can't yeah. think. I mean, he became an A-lister. I mean, going in now with the Star is Born and Oscar nominations and Silver Lining Playbook, which won Oscars. So, I mean, really, I don't want to say tippy-top of the A-list, but he is right up there. Everybody knows who he is. You know, People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, that whole thing. But, like, you're right. He's just kind of a douche canoe in this movie. Was, was he... Was his name in this really Sack Lodge? Yes, yes. And people, like, when I first saw it, I thought it was Zach. It's yeah. not. No, it's Zach. How did they not make fun of that? I don't Like, know. How, how did I that one know. slip under the radar? I don't know. At first I thought it was, like, like Zach. Like, teasy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. something stupid. Like, I don't know what super rich, wealthy people do with their names. It's, it's weird. We've got some odd ones. But no, Zach. Weird. That's what it is. Uh, on, your, on your Bradley Cooper point here... Um, uh, yeah, the the big one. This was his first, his first big one. Like he was in a f- couple Law and Order episodes. He was on Jack and Bobby, which I didn't even heard of. Touching Evil, which I've never heard of. Like a couple TV movies, like one off TV characters. And this was this was his big one. Right. This, this was, was the it. first one. This kicked it off because then really now he's like one of those guys that every year he comes out and he's in something else. Yes. So really, his his career was on a straight up. Trajectory right, right well, after this movie, and so he he was in Alias. Uh, he was in forty six episodes of Alias after this. Oh, so really, he hung out there for a while then. Yeah, um, older than America. I mean, like things again, more stuff I've never heard of. And then he was in Yes Man, and and then from there he was in Nip Tuck, which is a big series that you like. I do like Nip Tuck. Uh, and then he hit the Hangover, and from there. It just took off. Right. Well, I mean, anytime you you get into a movie franchise that spawns a trilogy, I'm not saying they're all good, but I mean, if they thought it was good enough to make three of them, right. he's probably doing okay. I mean, so so much so that now, like, one of my favorite characters that he plays is Rocket Raccoon in Gardens of the Gardens Galaxy, of the Galaxy yep. and the Avengers uh, franchise. Yep. But to think he started as Sack Lodge in Wedding Crashers. Well, that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's again. I love it, and, he, and he's so good at making you hate him. Oh my! Like, and you know what I mean? Like, he, he is really. The, he just is a a dick. I really don't know how yeah. to say where he's just not a nice guy. He he is a quintessential like WWE style heel. Just says those things that just like grate you, and like you like by the end of the movie, you're like, I just want you to get yours so damn bad. <laughs> right. Which I mean, spoiler alert, he does. Yeah, absolutely. Right at the end of the movie, Vince Vaughn just punches him right in the face. I think he drops the uh, tough guy phrase of. To tell that to the Dalai Lama, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> tell it to the Dalai Lama, jackass. <laughs> right, just gets hosed. Uh, Christopher Walken's in this. Uh, yes. I uh, love Christopher Walken. Senator Cleary. It's, uh, or no, Secretary, Secretary. Secretary. Secretary Cleary. Yeah. But really, so, I mean, Rachel McAdams, I mean, who went on The Notebook and everything else after this. I mean, top to bottom. Isla Fisher, there's just so many. Isla Fisher, the... The Stage 5 Clarence. Right, right. It is It is her. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Don't, ever. 
Because I'd find you. I mean, <laughs> they're like every guy in the movie theater. Like I saw the drive-in, just went, oh, dear God. Like, run, run for your life. <laughs> and that's kind of how that went down. Although, really, I mean, as, as a sports fan, as, as somebody who lives in, in that realm with our jobs and what we do here, I mean, I think my number one, and there's a lot of them from this movie, but I think my number one quote from this whole movie is, football and crab cakes, that's what Maryland does. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is or what we're talking about. But somebody will be watching some Bills game or whatever, and somebody will get a sack or something, and just it doesn't have any relevance. You just yell out football and crab cakes. That's what Maryland does, right? And like, or like somebody scores a long touchdown, and you go, "What happened to you?" It's like trying to cover a fucking racehorse. He's on steroids. What happened to you? Every time I look at you, you're on the ground. If I had a year in my lungs, I'd scream at you. What blue fourteen? I don't hot, know what that hot, hot route. Hot red, route. Red seven. Red seven. I, I don't know what I that means. Wait, just, just stand just over go, there, please. Just go stand over there. Hey, hey, man. Red moon dog. Seven eleven. <laughs> oh God, Jane Seymour as Mother Kathleen Cleary. Which I mean, as somebody who's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, I hate to, not to critique, but like like Lifetime movies, and you know what I mean. She might have, uh, other than maybe Christopher Walken, has more screen time than anybody else in that movie. Yeah, and I would. She's barely a like a, a, B, a B character. You know what I mean? Like she's not any one of the prime main people in this movie. But even if she is like a big time actress, considering the role she plays in this movie. Yeah, like, and again, stems one of the best quotes of this movie, like. She makes Owen Wilson like, but what, what? I don't, I don't, it's been, it's been a minute. Like, does she just like flash him? Does she make him like, no, she literally just, I think she does just like take her top off and just says, you know, feel like, like the, oh, I, I'm, what was that? I'm, 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 I'm getting, I'm getting, well, I'm getting jerked off onto the table by oh, yeah, some, some old lady made you feel her cans. Yeah. Why don't you cry about it? <laughs> Did, were, were, were they nice? Did you like them? Were they built for speed or for comfort? Did you motorboat her? You did. You, you, you motorboat. You, you motorboat. You sailor. <laughs> you motorboat son of a bitch. <laughs> like, it, just this whole movie uh, across the board. I mean, again, and, and it's it's subtle. So I think that the two things that really have this, what has this movie uh, towards the top of my list here of, of comedies that I love um, is the, I don't want to say the overacting, but like the outrageous acting by Vince Vaughn. Right. Like when he gets worked up, and just starts, I don't want to say shouting things, but like he just like flies off the handle at whatever it is. I think it's it's just comedy gold. Again, like so I get right in the beginning of the movie. Erroneous! Erroneous and all count like just him. <laughs> how often do people yell erroneous? For no reason. Most people can't spell erroneous. They don't right? really know what it is. But if somebody else makes a good point in an argument, you erroneous. Be, erroneous. Erroneous and all counts. counts. Right. So like that's a whole thing. Or like when he's being chased out of the house by the grandmother with the gun. Like, take the gun from her. This is the real world, lady. You can't just shoot people whenever you want. Like him just losing his mind. Like every time he gets, I'm going to use the word frazzled. Every time he gets frazzled, I left my ass off, really. Every time. And, and that that's Vince Vaughn at his best. Agreed. Like, Agreed. And I, if, if you watch any outtake from any movie he's ever been in, a lot of his stuff is kind of ad lib. Like they give him an idea of what they're right. like, or they have a, a like a line in mind, and they let him just kind of do what Vince Vaughn does. And it like it nine times out of ten results in comedic gold. 
Right. Like where he just gets on a tangent and rolls and like I I wish I had that ability. I wish now I I've been told I have the gift of gab and I can talk. I which I hope so because I I figured out the other the other day I do about nine hours of recording a week, give or take. You'd, you'd have to be right. That'd be right. right. But like just the ability for him to go and like rant and ramble the way he does and just like you old sailor you 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 motorboat him you did you did you motorboat son of a bitch like and just rolled into it like like nobody wrote that there's no way they wrote that that was in in that way or again like they gave him like a guideline of what they thought they wanted him to say and then he just went with it and then really like as much as i love his his tangents he's got a couple of just real subtle ones that i just absolutely love like where he, the 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 gay son of the of Secretary Cleary Todd, yep. right? He like paints him like in the nude with like a fig leaf or whatever or something. You know what I mean? And like when they get kicked out of the house after they're found out, he's like taking the painting and Todd's like, "I want the painting back." And he goes, "The painting was a gift card. I'm taking it with me." And like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like that's so random. I don't like. It's like it shouldn't be funny, but right. like I laugh at it every time that he complained about getting it. He complained about the ordeal of like how it happened to him and like the the weirdness that went into that whole evening. And then he's like, "Give me the painting back." No, Todd, the painting was a gift. I'm taking it with me. Like, right. And like just like that cracks me up every oh. time. And, like, and like just own like owning that like. It was awkward. It was weird. But like, it, but it's mine now. Right, right. Like, no, I, possession and, is nine tenths of the law. This and, is mine. Now I'm taking. And it to me. some extent, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want that in your house either. I will, like. I right. bare minimum, it's going to be my house. Probably going to be burned. But but it's in my possession. What right. do I choose now, to do with it now? Now, now I know where it is and what's happening with right. it. Like, well, like that, and again, like Bradley Cooper uh, losing his when they go quail hunting. Yep. And he's just like, you know, the, the quails are overpopulating. They're, they're decimating the grubworm population. They're overpopulated in this area. Do you have a problem with that? Not as much as I do about your, your general attitude or demeanor. Let's kill some birds. I'm psyched. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, and it's, it's that just dry, direct, like, because he, right. he goes from just dry, direct, like, not, not as much as I do with your overall attitude and demeanor. Let's kill some birds. I'm psyched. <laughs> let's, like, kill, let's kill to, some birds. I'm psyched. To, like, to, to going off on a tangent and just ranting the way he does. And, like, and then just right back down. Just super mellow. The one-liner, small tidbit, and it, it's super subtle. And it's just like it's said in passing because in this scene, Bradley Cooper's the one that's losing his mind. He's getting all worked up. You know, and like load, loading a shotgun and cocking it while he's talking to Vince Vaughn. He's like, "No, let, let's kill some birds." I'm psyched. Let's, let's roll. Do you even know what a quail is? Yeah, this whole time we've been friends. I've been sneaking away on these little quail hunting trips. No, I don't even know what the hell a quail looks like. Right. But I mean, just across the board. Um, the movie is fantastic. There is gut-busting laughs from start to finish. It's, I mean, and uh, uh, the random Dwight Yoakam cameo in the beginning. So anybody who's a fan of country music knows, I mean, who Dwight Yoakam is. But again, where he started to get into acting a little bit, and he's just in the beginning of the movie. Mr. Kroger. Right. And then Mrs. Kroger is, uh, she's been in like The Three Musketeers, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. I can tell her what actresses or uh, what her character's names were but but again as somebody I recognized and knew who she was when she came uh, around, I, I are, you, are you talking about Rebecca De Mornay as Mrs. Kroger yes yes that she was again was in Three Musketeers and she was in Risky Business with Tom Cruise back in the day so I mean there's a lot of she's got some some Hall of Fame movies that are all time classics we'll say that again for somebody who's been in a lot of big stuff, she's in this movie for four minutes, as is Dwight Yoakam. You never see them again, but it's like everybody who she, was in this movie. She played Finch's mom in American Reunion. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep. There you go. Yeah, there you look go. at that. Uh, I, I am going to tell you, though, I, I when I pulled up her IMDb page, 
um, she looks very plasticky right now. At least in the picture that's on her. Like, Listen, there's a lot of people in Hollywood that look a little plasticky nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, so really, like you said, this movie is... Well, and then, then uh, the uh, best part is, like, so it ties in, like, you know, gratuitous cameos, which I'm a big fan of. Uh, you know, Will Ferrell. Will out of, Ferrell. Out of nowhere with the, the meatloaf. I the mean, the original Wedding Crasher. Yep. Will Ferrell. Yep. Like, and, who, and they talk about Chaz. Yeah. The, this mystical guy, Chaz. Yeah. The whole movie. And then you find out that it's Will Ferrell. And, like, that... <laughs> guys are lucky i almost just nunchucked you you don't even know (laughs) (laughs) i'm hang gliding oh i'm dead what an idiot good good more for me and you good which again is ridiculous that he has gone on to crashing funerals yeah which is appalling and yet still fun like it's funny and it shouldn't be funny but it's still funny right and like just the the atrocity of like how blatantly he's Right, it's, Hitting almost, it's on almost like women he's not at, trying to hide it at all. Oh right. my god, just like, full bore, steer into the swerve. It, it's almost like he wants to get his ass kicked for being that guy at a funeral. Right, and like so, you you have, and, and that's the best part of this movie. As, as much as you laugh through the whole thing, you know, you see like the separation of of the two best friends. You know, who at one like they're talking about like a sleepover for who was it uh, Owen Wilson's birthday or whatever they were planning, and like. They like all of a sudden they're like not friends. They're not partners anymore. Like they don't speak to each other for a hot second. Like Vince Vince Vaughn's going, you know, uh, funeral crashing with Chaz, and all he's just like Owen oh, Wilson. Vince Vaughn's the one he he ends up getting married because he's dating Isla Fisher, and that kind of becomes serious. And then oh yeah, and then Owen Wilson goes right, to right, 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 right. He's, I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. I thought you said the books weren't yours. Don't worry about the books. I t- <laughs> But he gets all sad and mopey because Rachel McAdams does not return his affection because she's the one that is engaged to Sack, 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 Sack Lodge. Sack, Sack Lodge, right, Bradley Cooper. I'm still mad that that was not made a joke in this movie. This, Listen, I, I, was, I was picking my rating for this movie while we were sitting here talking about it, and it just knocked itself down <laughs> knowing how badly they missed the boat on Sack Lodge. I listen, there, we'll, there were we'll so our many jokes. I don't know, like... We'll get to our ratings later, but it definitely just knocked. It definitely just cost itself a little bit, but yeah. Um, so and then, and then like you know them kind of reconciling later on over really the, the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, is really what it is. Where he's at his wedding, he's up there, and you know he he's the best man. He didn't want to miss the wedding, so he shows up, and it's you know, you Heart, know what, heartwarming it to say the oh, least. Oh, it's very very heartwarming. And Owen Wilson finally gets finally gets the girl. Right after Vince Vaughn punches out her sack, ex, punches ex, ex fiance. Yeah, just you know punches punches sack. And you know what? And it's and it really uh, again these jokes write themselves. Oh, <laughs> you get punched in the sack. But like something that you know, as somebody who just got married and, and having to go through all the the, the readings. Yeah. Anybody who's ever attended a reading knows you have to somebody you have to pick family members or friends and they have to do a reading, and just having to choose from like the Corinthians or the, you know what I mean, like all the different ones, and just to have the two of them towards the beginning of the movie betting on the readings <laughs> where he's just like, he's like, I think we got a crier. No shot. She gets up there. <sighs> oh, you gotta be kidding me. And he's like, all right, d- d- double or nothing. John, you know, chapter verse, whatever. And he goes, uh, uh, Corinthians. <laughs> he's like, you're on. And now a letter, a Paul second letter of the Corinthians. Son of a, like you have got to be kidding me. But it's like, it's so funny because the Corinthians is one of the most 
popular ones. I, we we had it as our wedding, right? And we literally called it the Wedding Crashers reading, right? Which I think a lot of people that's where that stems from. If you've seen this movie and you don't hear the whole reading, but you just hear her say, "And now Paul's letter to the Corinthians," and that's just what it winds up being. But it was it was dubbed the Wedding Crashers reading, and I got to have one of my cousins read it, which was funny. But I, I was pleasantly surprised that my wife was on board with. Just ah, I would the uh, love, love is patient, love is kind, kind love yeah, does not and, envy and your boast. Things. Oh yeah, that's it's not arrogant or rude. Oh, so Jesus. I, actually, that, I, that, I that read describes that one. none of me. I, well, I I read that during Rick and Val's wedding. Right. Uh, some friends of ours got married, and the reading they asked me to do was the Wedding Crashers reading, and then I chose it for my own wedding seven years later, and it was still because this movie came out sixteen years ago. A Wedding oh, Crashers God, reading. I'm old. God, let me just pull the knife out of my side. Oh. So, yeah, uh, I started this by saying it came out when, when, like, the year we graduated high school, which was now 16 years ago. Yes, it was. And I mean, we just talked about you and another friend of ours getting married. Those friends have two children. Like, <laughs> oh, good. I went to a Monday night or a Sunday night football game where we were the only couple there without kids for a while. It was weird. 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 I Like, you want to talk about wedding crashers? Like, that was, like, kids' table crashers. Like I, we literally walked out, and there's just all these little little rugrats running around, and I'm just like, I think I'm too old to be here. Yeah, <laughs> people are not getting as drunk as I thought we were going to get at this party. There are way too many children running around here. Well, and really, what it was is we we showed up earlier, like actually later than we were invited, but early as a whole. And you know, there was you know a couple couple of the parents were you know a couple of the dads were having a couple of beers, and moms were not. Um, but yeah, it was like I can't believe this movie is 16 years old. No, it's it's old. It's, it's I mean I mean old. And which, which sixteen years is old. I mean, does does this borderline on being a classic? Ooh, um, I mean, it's a classic for me. Yeah, because I mean, it's I've been an adult the whole time. This, do you know what I mean? Like a legal adult, have been the whole time this movie has existed. Whereas there is people who this movie came out when they were, you know, one or two or or, or however age you were that they didn't really they couldn't watch it for ten years. Right. Do you know what I mean? So, like, they saw this movie when they were 15, 16 years old. So, let's just say they saw it recently for the first time ever. Right. Because they were really, it was inappropriate for them to watch when, when they were younger. Yeah. So, it's just one of those things where I, I don't know if it's a class. I bet you some people, I bet you some youngins out there would have been like, oh, my wedding crashes. That's a classic. You don't get to call it a classic. You just saw it for the first time <laughs> last week. You know, like, I'm, I'm sitting here doing the math in my head, right? So, Allie is seven years younger than me. She was born in 94. Which means she was 11 when this came out. Right, so she would probably not have been able to watch this when it came out. So I'm curious as to if and when she's even seen Wedding Crashers, first off. Ooh, party fall. Uh, l- l- there's a reason she'll never be on this podcast, and it's because she's <laughs> never seen anything ever. Um, and I say that with all the love possible in my heart for that girl. And, I, like, I think she might she might be the tell of whether or not this movie could be considered classic if she's seen this and finds it as adoring as we do. I think that's that would be the tell of is this movie a classic or not. And really I I think she's going to like it just because I think everyone likes it. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody like watch Wedding Crashers and be like, "Eh, eh not for me." Or like, or just think it like wasn't good. I mean, I'm not saying you have to like it as much as maybe some people like it, or as much as you and I like it. Right. But everyone likes it. Like nobody saw it and went, "That was a garbage movie." They did absolutely nothing, which is not the case. Like everybody, this movie everybody feels 
like a more mature version of like a Step Brothers type movie to me. A little bit. So, which is why I think I like it a lot more than I like Step Brothers. So, like, you know that Step Brothers, like, I like it, but it doesn't resonate with me the way it sure. resonates. Like, this sure. is a movie I will watch every time it's on TV. Is it episode two? We did three? Uh, three? One two, those, three, yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is just one of those ones that, like, if it's on TV and I come across it, I'll stop and watch it. If somebody looks, if you were to look at me and be like, let's watch Wedding Crash, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, You know what? It's a little bit less slapstick comedy. Yes. Like, pr- Pratt Falls and, like... Like like I don't know like Step Brothers is whether they're fighting each other with a, a bicycle and a golf club and they do you know what I mean or like him literally like putting which what are fake but like fake testicles on his drum set and right so there's like there are things that are funny but they're I don't want to use the term gimmicky but again like Pratt falls and like oh, it's it's a cheap laugh like oh you got hit it, in the nuts it, ha, it's ha, ha, it's immature I mean? humor it, like it, right. and that's really what it is it's it's that like speaking to the immature side of anyone who ever watched the movie. Like, oh, I put my nuts in your drum set. Right, right. He said he was going to, he said he was going to rape me or like whatever. Crazy look in his eyes and I said, let's get it on. Oh, come on. I was talking about the fight. I'm so not a raper. (laughs) Right. Like, again, I chuckle about it, but again, like at the same time, like it's that immature, like, you know, at the end of the movie, they fight like a schoolyard full of fifth graders, like make make one of them eat white, like white dog crap, you know, that type of stuff. Like where this is more. It, it's not sophisticated. It's attempted sophistication, but it's just more mature. It's more... I think it's just more intelligent humor. Yes. That you really, you have to think about it for a hot second. I mean, whether it be simple stuff like like Vince Vaughn kissing the priest, like they're both sitting at the table yeah. having a drink, and he goes, say when, say when, and the priest never says anything, so you like the glass is overflowing with whiskey. And they're both like slow sipping it, but at the end of it, he, he like like literally kisses him on the lips. Right. Like you're a happening cat. You're into that. You're an enlightened fellow. He goes, and I dig that. And he goes, bring it in for the real thing. And he kisses him <laughs> on the mouth. Like, you know I mean? like it's just it's so random. But like, uh, but it's it's I think it's an easy cheap laugh to again get hit in the nuts. Or, right. You know what I mean? Or to just do something where like, oh, he fell down. Ha 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 ha. You right. know what I mean? This was it was good writing. In, yeah, there were there well were no done. like fart jokes or right. poop humor or right. yes, exactly. The most of the lines that we're talking about are are well written dialogue or very good, fantastically ad- improv. Exactly from Vaughn which, or whoever. Which I like. I think it's it's harder to improv intelligent humor than it is to improv poop humor or like that immature right. slapstick stuff that is pretty common for Will Ferrell. And again, we're talking about a movie here that Will Ferrell is in. Right, but right, this right. this for me is the right amount of Will Ferrell. He's hilarious <laughs> for the seven minutes he's in the damn movie. Laugh my ass off. Great quotable points. Like, you know, we I we I, I probably as recently as sometime this year, I have yelled "Ma the meatloaf" for some reason. Right. Like even when there's no meatloaf being made. or or no mom. Like <laughs> mom's not here. I'm still yelling "Ma the meatloaf" for no. Like, actually, I'm nine hundred percent sure I yelled it. To Allie for because we were like she was in the kitchen didn't realize she started making food I was in the living room and it like she's like what and I'm like ah, the meatloaf and just got off the couch and came in the, and came and she was like what'd you say I'm like don't worry about it I'm just being me it's a movie you haven't seen apparently or don't know the quote from which again which I'm sure she, my like soul a little I'll, 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 I asked her I have yet to get a reply um but we uh like just one of those she may have just not have not heard me I don't know but. Uh, we haven't. We actually haven't to do this one in a, in a little bit. Uh, this this little question before we get to our ratings. Would this movie be made in twenty twenty one? I think so. 
I think so. I really I can't think of anything that's very <coughs> like egregiously wrong with it. Like the humor isn't overly inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, there, there, it's it's certainly for more mature audiences. Yes. No question. Now you can also have the the TV version yep. that, that doesn't have some of the the, the beginning nudity, which is fine. Um, you know, and it's just uh, it's very well done. I mean, right. but there, there's a there's somebody again like Todd is a, is a gay character in the movie like that. That's fine. Like there are lots of movies who and have I, you know gay characters now. It's almost become a staple. I, th- I think the modification would be the portrayal of the gay character in this. Sure, like, like from the, from like the, yeah. the like the brooding, like almost shameful homosexual per se mm-hmm. um, versus somebody maybe more, maybe a little bit more proud right um maybe just maybe not as like humorously dark of a character or if, you're, if you want that character to be humorously dark maybe it's not that right I, I don't know so that might be a modification that maybe but like the movie gets made right yeah I think like the movie no the movie question. absolutely it's, gets it's, made there's some r- ridiculous things even if stuff that comes right to netflix or you know they didn't there's no box office. You know, right. went right to uh, a streaming platform, which is a good deal of movies today. Right. Um, but I think no question it gets made. Yeah. And like I said, the the tippy top of the cast list and everything, everybody in this movie is is pretty much somebody. Yeah. Um, or at least maybe at the time, they all either were somebody or became, became somebody someone. today. Right. You got it. And like, and that's a that's a great point of like how how a good movie like this can be a launching point for someone some i mean like bradley cooper it's the dream of every actor right that which is why you see people like really why did that insert actor's name here do that movie well they thought it was going to be a a jumping board off to right. uh, you know what i mean it's a bigger and better things and now sometimes that happens so, like we talked uh last week just doing die hard yeah that alan rickman's first movie is die hard yeah in, in his like mid to late 30s or like he got a way late start into acting but like that was his thing. I mean, let's just say hypothetically, Die Hard was an awful movie that bombed. That just had like terrible CGI and bad acting and tough guy phrases and just just nonsensical stuff. I don't know. Maybe his career never takes off. Maybe we don't get a Severus Snape. Maybe we don't get a, you know, whatever. And the same thing goes for Bradley Cooper. Right. If Wedding Crashers was like, really? That movie was so dumb and they just, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's just not for me and nobody likes it. And I don't know. Owen Wilson overacted the whole time. What insert your right. fake critique here? Vince, but, Vince Vaughn was just terrible. Like no, nobody believes that that dude could walk into like 19 weddings in a summer and just slay. Right, 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 right. Whatever, whatever, that, whatever you might say. They're right. That maybe there's no, maybe there's somebody else. In the Hangover trilogy, maybe you know, right. it's just somebody else is in a star is born with Lady Gaga. I don't know. Yeah, but um, it certainly worked out for him, and I'm sure he's super pumped <laughs> that he did it. No kidding. So, um, what's your uh, what's your rating on this one, guy? I'm giving it. Uh, it's one of my favorite comedies. It's uh, it's right up there. I don't think it's uh, without fault. And Correct. again, I also think that there are some people out there that either wouldn't be a fan of the nudity or the, the language or whatever. So like those ones that I give like a perfect five, I usually feel like are generational movies that are for everyone. You know what I mean? That you could watch that this yes. just that has that type of that. I don't say world changing effect, but like that it, it's for everyone and everyone can watch it and everyone likes it. So I'm going to give this one a 4.25. That's what I'm going with. Uh, oddly enough, me too. 
That's it, I was going to give it a 4.5 until I realized it didn't make a single <laughs> sack lodge joke, and 4.25 is where that I landed. Fourth of a point deduction, like a figure skater. Like, which oh, which could have didn't yeah, stick the landing. Didn't stick the landing. Yeah, I understand. Didn't didn't stick it to the sack. I get it. So um, eight and a half is what we're giving. Eight and a half, which is right. this is one of the ones that we've we actually overshot this compared to IMDb. IMDb's got it at a 6.9. 6. What are people? Doing I don't know. And it, it's actually dropped quite a bit in popularity on IMDb. Uh, it. Dropped 479 points from its highest point. So, I don't know what that means. But that just means that people on IMDb don't always know what they're talking about. Sometimes they're spot on, other times not so much. But uh, <laughs> And by spot on, they agree with our already like, subjective opinions <laughs> right. about whatever we're talking about. Right. So, uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode of The Podducers. Uh, it's, it's a little Wednesday record here. We're a couple days late, but sometimes, you know, schedules happen that way, and we got we to gotta drop on a different day. Life, am I right? Yeah, just um, kidding. Like, being an adult, like we just talked about being seriously. old. So, uh, Quote King, good to have you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Good, Always a pleasure. Good, good to have you at the house yes, and, uh, you know, live and in living color. So, um, with that being said... The Podducers can be found on the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your uh, podcast stuff from. Uh, find us on Facebook. Just Google the Podducer or Facebook. Search the Podducers. Our page will pop up. Like, follow, share, and subscribe to that. Check us out on all the, uh, on that social media in particular. And um, I mean, I guess with that, that's gonna that's gonna wrap the shoot for today. So. Cut. Hi, uh, I'm Dr. D. I'll be your attending physician today. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Doc, I, I, I don't know. I, I look around me and, uh, at the world and everything. It just, it's just so weird. Well, how so? Everything's just so different. I don't know. I, I notice this stuff all the time. Hmm. Let's see. That seems pretty serious. But, uh, you know, there, there's really only one thing I can prescribe to you for... You know, a time like this, and that's some common debauchery. What's that? Common debauchery is a show about all the weirdness in life in 2021. It's sure to bring laughter to your life and help you get through. Tune in to Common Debauchery every Tuesday on the BICBP-radio network or dial it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Common Debauchery. The world's weird. Why not laugh about it? <laughs>